Welcome to Real Personal Finance. I'm your host, Scott Frank, CFP, CFA charter holder, and founder of Stone Steps Financial. And I'm your host, James Canole, CFP, MBA, and owner of Root Financial Partners. The premise of our show is simple. Money can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Our goal is to answer real personal financial questions that we hear from our clients and our listeners. Each episode, we answer one personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial life. Welcome to another week. James, how are you? I'm well, Scott. How are you? I am good. Hey, we have a question that came in. And um, I'm going to read the question shortly. But it is not a short question. So... We're going to break it up into three episodes. Yeah, it's a great question. It's a very long one, and it's a multi-pronged question. Yeah, but it but it's it's good because it's it's going to be helpful for anyone who's at a uh, in a corporate job where you have a, a a good deal of employee benefits going on that relate to cash flow. So so with with all due, here's the question. Sound good? Let's hear it. Okay. So the question is, um, would love to hear a session about how do you think about certain employee benefits such as 401k and stock programs? For instance, how do I maximize the balance between saving in a 401k versus current or near-term cash flow? For the stock program, what is the difference between a stock option or restricted a restricted stock unit? Should I maximize participation in employee purchase program? What is the risk in having all my money tied up in my single employer? That's a good question. A couple of things to unpack there, right? There, there's a few things. Where do you want to start? Yeah, I say we just we'll start at the beginning today, and then we'll we'll keep moving forward each week, um, and we'll probably unpack the rest of it. And two more episodes would be my thought. Yeah, I think in three episodes we'll really get to this. In the first part of it, so let's I'm going to repeat back just the first part of this question because it's a good one. It says, Great. "Would love to hear a session about how do you think about certain employer benefits, such as a 401k and stock program? For instance, how do I maximize the balance between saving in a 401k versus current or near term cash flow?" Here's, here's what this question is essentially getting at, is how do you balance short-term versus long-term goals? Right. We hear 401k, and we know that's long-term, that's retirement-type investing, which is great, but anything I put in my 401k, I don't have in my short-term cash flow, my short-term income, because that money is kind of tied up. Right. So how do I start thinking about that? Where, where's a good place to start as I'm looking at that balance between short and long-term goals? Yeah, and there, there can be a, a lot to unpack pack there because like I'm looking at you and thinking of you and, and Ashlyn and I'm thinking okay so the two of you are young and you just got married and let's assume one of you works at the corporate job mm-hmm. you can save your 401k you might want to be saving for a down payment on a home right right or if you look at like if it was my wife and I and we were one of us was in a corporate job uh, well we're a little bit further along than you right we have kids who are in elementary school and so mm-hmm. we're doing things like saving for college and right. you know how do we take those um, lifetime experience trips with our kids while they're growing up and all those things but we want to make sure we're saving for retirement too right like the, to me that's what this question is getting after it, and I think you're touching upon it and where you need to start is just start by unpacking what are all the things that are important to you. Yes, retirement's kind of a given. Uh, you know, wanting to put some money away so that one day you're financially free and don't have to go to work. That's kind of something that um, a lot of us, that's kind of a general goal that a lot of people have. Yeah. But to your point, Scott, college savings is a goal. Yeah. Buying a home 
might be a goal. Another car. Another right? car. Taking the family a car on trips. To get you to work. Yeah. All of those things are there, right? So that's the great starting point, I think, is understanding, looking at your situation personally and understanding what is it that you want to make sure that you can do. Mm-hmm. Do you have a home yet? No. Do you want one? Okay, that's a goal. Do you have children that you want to send to college? That's a goal. Do you have kind of those things that you can't pay for just in the normal monthly budget? They're going to be bigger expenses. Mm -hmm. Start by understanding what those are. And then what that's going to allow you to do is kind of work backwards to begin figuring out how much do we need to begin saving? How do we balance the income we have to start saving for each of these goals? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, a big, uh, to me, I would actually there, we did do an, an episode, and I'm horrible about remembering episode numbers, but we did an episode on how to align your money with life. Mm-hmm. Um, I would suggest people go back and start there because when you understand what you're aiming for, which is what you're getting at, you're getting at some of those goals. But bigger picture, what are you? What's the purpose? What are, What are you and Ashlyn, you know, trying to build together? Right. And then how do you? How do we align your money with your life? That's really what this question's getting after. Um, if you want to build your life in a way with a lot of flexibility, the way you might think about saving in a 401k could be slightly different. Right. Right. Like if you're in a really, really high tax bracket, but you do want to, uh, you do want to move off to the corporate world faster. Well, then saving it all in the pre-tax 401ks may not make the most sense. Right. So a lot of it comes back to what do we actually want to aim for? But let's get a touch more directed here and let's just think about. So to begin with, I think a, a good level, um, you know, what I, what I typically see is if people can save, 10% or more of their salary per year, they're usually building a solid base towards retirement. Mm. What, what do you see? Uh, yeah, 10 to 15%. Now, we're, we talked about when, when you include employer match into this, it's, it's maybe sometimes closer to the 15%. But yes, depending on what age you are and when you want to retire and what you want retirement to look like, if you can just mentally start with 10%, I think that's a great place to start. Yeah, it's a good... Agreed. It's a good place to start. And it's not, there's no silver bullet solution here. Like don't hear us say 10% and think all I have to do is put away 10% for the rest of my life and I'll be okay no matter what. Mm -hmm. Because it's so dependent upon what type of lifestyle do you want to live? How much do you already have saved? How much can you keep saving? How long are you going to keep working before you go use those funds? So many things come into this, but just as a baseline, it is a good place to start. Yeah. 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 My my personal thought would be if some if people can always be saving at least that ten percent they mm-hmm. probably are at a good place now they will get a lot more refinement by really ironing things out and really work figuring out what they truly need um, but my thought would be short term versus long term if we're always saving around ten fifteen percent in retirement accounts we're probably headed on a good path right but there are going to be periods of time when we want to save for other things right like if you wanted to save for a down payment on a home right. It may not make sense to go put everything into your 401ks and make it so you're not able to go save for a house. Right. So there's a there's a tension there we need to play with. Right. And I think it is smart to start, like, like you're saying, start with what do you need to do to make sure your long-term goals are taken care of? Now, 10% is a great starting point. But as we mentioned, if you're a 60-year-old looking to retire at 65 and you haven't started, saving 10% might not be enough. No, no way it's it, enough. If you're That's a 20-year-old- easy. And you start saving 10%, you may have more money than you know what to do with by the time you're 65. So really it becomes – there's no just one answer to fit everyone's specific needs. So if you want to get more specific, you can go through that exercise. But starting with 10% is a good place. Yeah. Now what you're going to do from there is – 
let's assume I'm saving 10% to my 401k, Mm -hmm. with any cash flow I have after that, so any income I have after paying my, or make my 401k contributions, paying taxes, other stuff like that, can I meet my basic needs and still save for that down payment, for example, or and still save for my vacation fund or my college fund or whatever it is? Right. If the answer is yes, then great. Then you can save for your short-term goals and still save for your long-term goals and, and, and seemingly do so without too much problem. Yeah. If the answer is no, that's where we need to start looking at some things. Do you, right. you know what, what something's got to give here? As you mentioned, there's no silver bullet. So if you're saving your 401k and there's not enough to save for a home or for college or for something else, uh, that's where you might need to start looking at the numbers and kind of doing a reality check of what needs to give um, either with expenses or income or the goals that you have or anything else in that nature. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. And and I think, um, you know, things that we always chat about often with clients is, you know, having a baseline emergency fund. Mm. Uh, we've talked about that in previous episodes as well. So that it's a kind of their emergency fund or their insurance policy on life, right. right? So do they have that funded already? If they do, well, then it makes it easier to go save for other things. If they want to save for that down payment on a house, how are they going to go do that? Right. And you know, another thing that people, uh, you know, it's important to think about employee benefits is great. Another thing to think about is just simply um, the more that you can do to make sure that your boss knows how great you are at what you do and you're tracking on a regular basis what you do. So you get a 1% more increase than everyone else in your company per year. Um, all of this stuff takes care of itself, mm-hmm. right? Investing in yourself and your own capital will get you to the, to help out with these answers much, much faster. So that's yeah. you know, a little side caveat today, but something to keep in mind. Yeah, some, sometimes the answer to this, if, it's, if the math isn't making sense, if you can't save your long-term, your short-term goals, a lot of people say, well, you got to start cutting out all these different expenses, and that's a solution, but sometimes the best solution is is make more income. Yeah, growth. Absolutely. Easier said than done, but mm-hmm. can you get a raise or a promotion at your current job? Are there other opportunities out there where you can earn more income so that you can start hitting some of these goals? Um, but I like what you were saying earlier, Scott. I think when thinking about this, there's some things that you just, they should be non-negotiables. You need to have an emergency fund. You know, before you start ramping up aggressively for saving for maybe a home or for college or even for retirement in some cases, start with an emergency fund. That's mm. kind of your insurance policy against what can and will go wrong. Um, if you have a 401k match at a minimum, take that. You know, before you start just focusing on short-term goals like a home or like college or whatever it might be, if you're giving up the free match that you're getting, that's maybe something you want to reconsider. If you have that match, take it. But then from there, when you when you have an emergency fund, when you're taking advantage of your 401k match, from there, the balance becomes how much extra do you need to save for retirement versus how much do you need to save to some of these short-term goals? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Any other thoughts on this? I know it's can we can... It's something that's tough to do when it's just general feedback because everybody is so different mm-hmm. in terms of what their goals are and what they're trying to do. And, and to your point, that's why it starts with aligning your money with your life, understanding what is important to you and what are we saving for. Mm-hmm. Other than that, are there any other general rules that people can take into account as they, as they revisit this? I mean, the, the thing that we've, we kind of talked about at high level, because we think about name your goals, right? That's, that's, that is a, uh, I agree, it's harder to, to define it to, like, really deep down. But one of the biggest things is be really mindful about where you're putting your cash, right? I think we just did an episode on 
um, budgeting sucks, do this instead. Mm -hmm. And go back and listen to that because the more, once you understand what you truly want to build for yourself, and then you start to look at where you're putting your money and you can start asking yourself based on what is truly important to me, like if to you and Ashlyn, like if for you, um, you know, being in great physical health, great physical shape is really important. Well, then I hope you're, you're doing something with that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope you're not spending a ton of money at like in and out every now and then, but it's like, you know, go actually go take a look at that. Yeah. Be mindful of it. Right. Cause the more we can do that, the more we can figure out how, are we putting our money to work for us in places that are purposeful to us. Right. Um, it just helps you understand what you're doing. And then once you see things that you want to change, automate it, right? Mm-hmm. 401ks are so wonderful for that because you can literally go automate savings and just make it happen. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you don't think about it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and the reason for that is I, I'm sure you see this too, but sometimes I see people, they have a ton of money in their 401k. Which means great in 10, 20 plus years when they retire, they can access that money, but they haven't done anything for college savings for their kids or for their house fund or for any other short-term goals. Right. And I see the opposite too. I probably see the opposite more frequently where people have uh, – they have no problem spending and kind of s- saving for these vacations or college funds or whatever it may be. But they have nothing for 401ks or retirement type funds. Yeah. So it really comes down to starting with why are you saving and what are you saving for? And then from there, it becomes a lot easier to say how do I balance where my monthly income is going to fund all those goals. Yep. And it does come down to a concept of paying yourself first, Yep, right? But you're paying yourself first for things that truly matter to you and you make them non-negotiables with yourself and, and your, and hopefully you and your spouse come together and everyone agrees they're (laughs) non-negotiables because when that happens, you, you have a lot of movement forward. And then when you're looking to solve for, well, these things have to happen. Mm -hmm. They're done. It's like our own mortgage payment, but it's for ourselves. Well, then how are we going to make the rest of it work? Right. Right. Love it. Anything else you want to add to that? No, I think that's good for the first question. Awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap it for that one. And then next week, we'll be back with the, the next part of the question. Great. Thanks, Scott. Thank you for listening to episode number 23 of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. We hope you're enjoying the show. For a list of the resources and notes from today's episode, please head over to the Real Personal Finance website at realpersonalfinance.co and find episode number 23. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a five-star review. We'd really appreciate that and it would help more people find our show. And if you have a question you'd like for us to answer, then head over to the Real Personal Finance website and there'll be a section on the bottom of each page where you can submit your very own question for us to answer on a future episode. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.